On this episode of Real Estate Insiders Unfiltered, we talk about artificial intelligence in the appraisal industry, Fannie Mae, and how they're cracking down on the industry as well. We talk about social media. It's going to be an incredible show. Tune in. You talk about it privately. We talk about it publicly. This is the Real Estate Insiders Unfiltered Podcast. Welcome again to the Real Estate Insiders Unfiltered Podcast. I'm your host, James Dwiggins, along with my co-host, Keith Robinson, aka Crazy Uncle Keith. Yes, sir. How are Tell you? us about Anthony Young and the yes. topics. We had Anthony Young, the CEO of Valued Audit, and full disclosure, a good friend. Uh, we dug in on a myriad, good word for the day, of different topics. We talked about clickbait versus headlines, how Fannie Mae is coming down on appraisers. We dug in on how to have the price conversation like an appraiser instead of like someone who doesn't look at data uh, and the importance of social media and brand building. And artificial intelligence in the appraisal business, which was and a AI. fun. It's, it's basically in every one of our topics at this point. Is AI. Yeah, yeah. You so. can't do a podcast today and not say AI, AI at least three times. It's required. Yeah. But All it right. was a great conversation. It was. Great conversation. It's going to be an incredible show. Let's dive. Let's go. Anthony, welcome to the show. We are super excited to have you here. And I have to admit, it's the first time there's been two bald guys on the show Is at the true? same time. So I think that sure. is true. No, that is a true statement. True. So I'm gonna have to go back and look. Yeah, Dan Duffy didn't have a robust head of hair. Yeah, but he had he had a little bit more than than both of you Fair. combined. So God, hey. hey, God only made so many perfect heads, and he <laughs> put know. hair on the rest of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, at a later point, we'll explain what happens with a bald head on Facebook. At some point, Keith can tell that story with you. Uh, <laughs> That's a true funny story that for Facebook's al algorithms for security threats. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a terrible story. It's a really good one, actually. So, all right. So, Anthony, we appreciate you being here. Uh, we'll dive into this because uh, you are, um, you know, not only an expert in this space, um, but you're doing a lot of really good educational stuff on helping realtors um, really approach the business differently and understanding valuation and comp and, and all of this stuff. And we'll dive into that. Um Keith, should we start with the quick rapid fires yes. and just get yeah. these things uh -oh. knocked? Are so, not so rapid, rapid fire questions. Yeah, they yeah. tend to be longer, but it's a good way for us to get to know the the guests on the show. So I'll start. If you uh, were a superhero, who would it be and why? Mm, who would I be? Probably <laughs> Clark Kent no, with evaluation superpower that i can just stop it look at the address <laughs> and it just shoots out so, with AI so you'd be so you'd be math man <laughs> <laughs> like don't take this the wrong way but that's probably the worst answer we've ever gotten worst <laughs> I mean, but i mean he's wearing glasses so i guess you could pull that off i'd have a lot of friends in the business that's that is we don't that want to judge true. your answer that's a very good answer mr young that's a very good answer all right all right keep, keep favorite, me going. favorite book or podcast and why Favorite book, uh, probably Good to Great. Um, That's a good one. You know, I think there was just so many nuggets that were, that were hidden in there. Like that one, Blue Ocean Strategy and How to Win Friends and Influence People, I think definitely impacted just the, my, my, my roots. Yeah, overall. three solid ones. Three yeah, solid that's ones. a good one. All right. I won, I won before we go to the third one. This is okay. off script. How many um, TikToks do you normally send to your friends per day? Listen, listen. <laughs> If I don't send you a million TikToks a day, do I even love you? Yeah. I mean, whether yeah. we're dating or we're, we're, you know, we're best friends, 
there's I don't I don't take much time off. So when I do, I will you don't consider. take much time off a of TikTok. That's for sure. All right. Um, anyway, number three. <laughs> in case the guests and listeners don't know, we actually know Anthony pretty well. Yeah. In case you haven't figured yeah. that out already. All right. So if you could have lunch uh, with one person, current or historical, who would it be? <sighs> I would probably do a little do a little bit of both, but I would I would have lunch with the seventy five year old me. Oh, oh. well, there's a good one. That's a really good one. That's a Man. really good answer. Yeah, you weren't doing so great, but you crushed number three. I mean, listen, that's that was a really good one. <laughs> that was that, a good one. Okay, yeah. that's a really interesting. That's an interesting way to think about it. And just like what, what could you ask questions to change in your past? Man, there'd be a lot of those if I were to talk to my seventy-five-year-old yeah. self. Tell me what stocks uh, to I mean, buy. You know, it's like I like I wrote. I just literally wrote a couple hours ago on social. It's like you know, uh, let's pick our regrets, right? Yeah. So when I talk, you know, there's invariably it's all baked in right? The regrets, we have those in our life because this is not a dress rehearsal. So if I look back and say, hey, you know what? What would I have done? How this? What should I have done there that would have directed? I mean, there's certain things that happen in our lives that, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't change it, but I wasn't, wouldn't choose it. But having that conversation with me later saying, I need you to look at this a little bit different. I need you to zoom out a little bit more. Yeah, yeah you know, it's a good one. Like, it's a really yeah. good one. Okay. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's dive in because I think there's a lot of the stuff you're doing is really, really interesting and incredibly helpful. And I've been watching a lot of the educational stuff you've been putting out as well and just helping our industry be more professional as a whole. Um, and that kind of, I think, is a good way to start this first question of, you know, obviously the market's crazy. How are we like balancing reality versus headlines versus, and you know, buyer and seller wants? Well, I mean, I don't think we're balancing it well because I think what, what what's happening as a profession from all different sides is we're constantly regurgitating news, news, you know, clickbait, right? And let's talk about a macro perspective that has nothing to do with our farm, nothing to do with our spirit. It's like, oh, Alameda County dropped 10%. It's like, well, but what happened in Poets Corner? Like what happened in La Miranda? Like what happened in these areas? So I think what we're missing is in one situation, we have all, everybody say, hey, it's time to buy, it's time to sell, it's time to buy. And then two posts later, because we're not focusing it on the data within our market, our immediate competing marketplace, we're then contradicting. And we're saying that, you know, the biggest declines ever, but what the news, sure, we might've dropped $10,000, let's say, let's say we dropped year over year, 900,000 to 890, right? They're going to report that, blow it up, we buy fear. What they're not telling you is that the market actually dropped from 900 to 820 and the last four months jumped seventy thousand dollars right right that's the part where i think we're just as an industry one the data within the data we're missing that but we're just not reporting it like guys really got to dig in and do the work no one yeah, wants data, to do the work anymore. data points are what they report uh, to, to make headlines but trend lines are what tell you the story right Absolutely. like and so it's very easy to pick a number, take one data point and try to tell a story, especially if you want to tell a negative one. Uh, it's much harder to take a trend line and try to skew that. So I agree 100 percent. It's right, interesting gonna... when you when you think about like you see these headlines still about foreclosures. And I and I just go, I'm sitting here on the sidelines going, what are we talking about? Like, yeah, there's yeah. so much equity in these properties after all of this time, like in, in, you know, it, it goes, Oh, well, foreclosures are up a hundred percent, right. From zero to one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I get it. Uh, but, but I think you have a really good point. Our industry just is not talking enough and providing 
real-time data that's specific to not just a market or a city, but like certain even segments of a city can be very different. And you, on a lot of the other shows that we've done, we talk a lot about the value proposition of the realtor has to change mm -hmm. and it needs to grow and it needs to expand. And in a way, you know, we've had a lot of really interesting economists on our, on our podcast and, and you get deep into this data going, nobody, nobody's doing this kind of research to your, to the comment you're making on people read the headlines and they move on, but we have to supply this information out to them and get far more granular with it and help people understand a key's comment, a trend line, not just a single piece of data. What right. does this look like? What does this look like long-term? You know, where are we at now? And I mean, just well, even just even seasonally adjusted, we're going to be below 2010 numbers yeah, for, and, for actual sales this year. And, and I think people yeah. don't do yeah. that, right? They don't tie that information together. It's like, you know, oh, we've got 1,000 homes on the market. It's like, compared to what? Right. Take me back to historic training. Give me something. But I think, again, we're still missing that last piece on all sides of the industry. It's like, here's the number we're at. Here's the number we're at that we were at before. And then what does that mean to you, mm -hmm. Mr. and Mrs. Jones, living at right. 123 Main Street? How is this affecting you when we're sitting here and saying, okay, well, this is happening. Mark, okay, well, what does that mean? Well, bargaining time is over. So I use this in one of my console calls. Hey, I'm not here. I don't have any invested interest. My income is not based on the outcome of you buying this home. I'm just brought in here to, to, to handle the price conversation. So what I will tell you is this, is that if you love this home, great, do it. If you want to continue to look, I want you to do that too. However, I need, I'm going to show you the data here that shows that this neighborhood is moving at a rate of 2.36% per month. So if you want to stay in the market and, and, and wait two more months to find a house, are you okay with paying 5% more, right? And so that's the part where when we educate in this profession, we become the expert, but that's like Keith said on another podcast seminar on, it's like, you know, we have enough information. We don't have enough people tying it together for the consumer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And please don't just read the headline and then post it. Like <laughs> actually read the article and then see if you agree with it. And Why would they do that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> as i yeah. teach my 15 year old son you know i have mm -hmm. do primary research but he'll come and talk to me as if it's law yeah 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 okay i got another one let's zoom out a little uh you have a very successful appraisal company you have for years uh, here in california and not to make this a downer but i mean basically isn't chat gpt and ai and technology <laughs> gonna basically make appraiser is obsolete and we're just going to hit a few buttons and get the number we want i really love that question uh, <laughs> I, I felt like a statement we, you know, partially. <laughs> I, mean, I, I love chat gpt just like i love appraisal waivers well let me ask, I'll, I'll turn the question back to you do you yeah. feel like ai is going to replace the, re, the real estate agent in a highly emotional residential market no no period we're too emotional i mean all mm -hmm. three of us like my, my own property, right? Well, my property, after I gutted it and renovated it and I had to have an appraiser come out, it's like I prepared this full report and all of this and all of that. And then I had a couple yeah. of, you know, you know, quick conversation with them and I knew that they had their head on right and they understood the, the, the data. But the fact is I'm in this business. I've been doing this for well over two decades at a high level and I'm still extremely emotional. So just like on both sides of our industry, we got to stop being scared. I mean, I was trying to teach appraisers how to use statistics 15 years ago and right. everybody's constantly scared of technology instead of saying, how can I embrace this? And like, for me, it's like data science, the art of real estate and human insight. Right. And you tie those things together, but you still need to, we're too emotional. Yeah. Chat GPT can't even get a, a, a fifth grade essay right for me. When I was trying to cheat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's you interesting. Know I mean? 
I, I read this article this morning on um, Better, the mortgage company that's not better, and their stock is really not better. Uh -huh. um, yeah. Got Worser. Are they going to change their name to Worser? Rushed. <laughs> uh, what's funny, and I'm, I'm tying this, Anthony, because I think it's relevant. Their original business model essentially was to not be partners with real estate agents. Like it was to, you know, <laughs> they had their own, their own real estate agents, which they started to do essentially internally. So they could create this complete experience. Those people all got fired. Uh, and now their new business model is to partner with the agent because they're realizing that there's this emotional right. connection between the agent and their clients. I, I How many times have I said this where I'm like, everybody who doesn't understand the human connection of someone needing guidance yeah. to make big life decisions, mm -hmm. uh, these companies that think about just will we'll, we'll remove all of this. I'm like, no, you're completely underestimating it. And, I, and I'll, I'll go deeper because I think this is a relevant comment. It's like people talk about artificial intelligence. And I, and I do think there's going to be lots of things that we can automate with AI. Mm -hmm. I also think people are underestimating the amount of human beings who are getting sick and tired of all of this stuff, sort of being involved in our lives and our lack of privacy and, and trying to understand everything I do where I want to sit down and have a conversation. I don't want to go to a restaurant and have some damn machine take my order. <laughs> don't, like you I hate, don't you hate scanning the QR codes to get the menu? Yes. Like, I, I want to be able to not. talk to somebody who yeah. can be like, what's good yeah. today? What do download, you recommend? Right. Download you know? this app to order. Like I'm yeah. leaving. I'm leaving. I'm not yeah. downloading you know another app so I can The order only app it. I have is DoorDash. Yeah. <laughs> That's the app I'm downloading <laughs> to order something. I'm and I'm going I've, I've, I've um, wearing, I'll be wearing that one out. Let me actually tag back into that chat GPT, right? So I actually use it in my appraisals now. You know, there's different ways where I could summarize and we have to be very concise. But the thing is, with real estate agents, I believe so, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And so there's a lot of stuff that I put out. There's guys where they get my, my appraisal course for, for loan officers and agents. And they're like, oh, I didn't even I saw appraisal. And I think I didn't even know I needed this. Hmm. Right. So if you think about this, there are good appraisers and there are bad appraisers. Right. We've all dealt with them. There's yeah. good agents and there's bad agents. We agree. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, we love technology and we love the ABMs and I love appraisal waivers, too, because 90 percent of my business is consulting anyway. So it doesn't have to do with lending. But with that said, you think it's tough to deal with an appraiser right now? Wait till you're arguing with a computer and you don't even understand pricing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, you know, I mean, when I spoke for you, Here for you guys in, 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 yeah. in Houston, I don't care where my, 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 my people are all over the, all over the U.S., no one understands the basic parts of the appraisal report. And I always joke in the beginning of my class, say, you know what, let's be honest. Nobody cares about the appraisal until it doesn't come in. Fast. And everybody, you know, but you know what? In this time of the market, right, James and Keith, would you agree that even vets that have been in the business for 17 to 25 years are hurting right now? Yeah. Right? yeah. Everybody yeah. is not. <laughs> business is down. Yeah, everybody's yeah, hurting. So yeah. anybody yeah. Acting, who acts like it's not, they're, they're, they're lying. Yeah. But before, when you got 15 deals in the pipe, you don't care. You'll, 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 you don't have to rebuttal that appraisal. Who cares? But right now when that one deal closing is a difference between you paying your son's tuition at USC <laughs> or you paying your mortgage or you doing this, I bet you really want to know what that appraisal is saying. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. The, the, the nugget that you really hit on that I hadn't considered is, you know, the appraisal rebuttal process when there's humans involved is hard. When you try to debate a computer, like good luck, <laughs> good luck. Set yeah. on expert mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. 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 It's like the end scene in Terminator. So yeah. so I'm assuming you hate it when agents bring you comps. Is <laughs> <Absolutely>. that <laughs> no, I just no, I don't. There might be some guys that do, 
But I look at information as currency. Now, here's the thing that I'll get on every agent about. It's like, if you're going out there, like I always ask, hey, you know, who meets the appraiser? And the whole fan, it's like, hey, why do you mean it? Okay, well, I want to bring them comps. I want to tell them, you know, relevant features. I want to do this. And I'm like, or you just want to make sure that my belt matches my shoes and watches my wa- matches my watch band. <laughs> but see, what happens is you guys bring information to the comps. When you bring me just a bunch of MLS sheets, I promise you my daughters will be doodling on them by 6 p.m. that afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's a big, you know, it's, they're useless. Yeah. You have the same information. Now, granted, if someone miscategorizes something that was supposed to be a duet, but it was really detached, I'm going to miss it, right? But what's this thing? When you bring the appraiser comps, and if you really think about this, how many appraisers do you see at broker stores? You never see them. Rarely. Right. Rarely ever do you see them. So the things that we can't find in the data, write that on the MLS sheet. Write that that side of the street has foundation issues. Write that it wasn't in the disclosure package, but we discovered that the, the master bathroom was falling through. Write that the fact that this, this, this property, don't get rid of the low comps. Explain them out is what I tell them. Tell me, hey, you know what? We had issues with the tenant. They wouldn't take staging. It was bought sight unseen, right? Tell me those things because once you expand the mind, the appraiser might act like they know, but they have to go home and disqualify that. Right. But on the mm-hmm. flip side too, if you give them real, raw, solid information and they ignore it, you now have ammunition in the rebuttal, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's so how like, I, you know, here's how I ex- Oh, go ahead. Sorry. What's that? Keep going. Oh, yeah. So, and some guys say, oh, you know, I want to upset the appraiser and act like they're doing their job. No, you know what? It doesn't like I have literally a shirt that says facts over fillings. Who cares about the fillings? <laughs> Both sides of the business, we are here to protect the public, right? So you're to do your job. I'm supposed to do my job. And if that means giving that appraiser, they, oh, the appraiser would take comps. Text it to him, email it to him, hand it to him. Yeah, but don't provide anything. comps. Provide context, right? Oh, yes. Like, absolutely. I, the comps are fine, but you have access. Every appraiser who is a licensed appraiser has access to all the same comps that a real estate professional does. So and, the comps don't help, but context helps a tremendous amount. If if something that. had 35 offers, right? And or well, let's talk about that. Let's talk yeah. about that. So okay. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna talk about let me, let me go back up for a second too. There's some agents that will go out and explain every single comp. So I had this agent, phenomenal agent. She was on top of her stuff. It's a five million dollar segment. She knew every comp that had sold all the things. Gives me this stack, explains them all out. But what she didn't think about, Keith, is that I had six more meetings in a speech that night. Mm-hmm. So by the time I actually sat down at my desk to look at them, I don't know what information went to which comp, right? Right. Right. So, you know, explaining that out. And what was it? What was the other part that you said? I just lost that here. Well, just no, don't just bring comps, bring context. So help yeah. you see what's not in the MLS so that exactly. you can have information to that's critical to valuing a property. How do you remove bias from any of that? Just curious. Like if <laughs> that's true, hot word. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, oh, sorry, I'm just get, thinking out loud, oh, but like, you know, don't get sued, Anthony. Don't get sued. I mean, yeah, let me see. Let me put what hat can I put on? <laughs> Take off the appraisal hat, put on the common sense hat. Here's the bottom line, right? There's a lot of uproar right now with the bias. This is a situation that's coming down, and we've all got to take it serious because it's now pressing. It's almost like it's just doing too much where I can't say family anymore. I can't say this. I can't say the neighborhood is in good condition. You know, it used to be just say, I can't, you know, say master bedroom, but I could still say plantation shutter. Like it's, there's just all these things that just don't even make sense. And like, there was a situation literally last week where like, we don't want your opinion on this. I said, it's proximate. So we don't, okay. Well, we don't want your opinion on this. We don't want your opinion on this. But I was like, do you remember the, the definition of value? Like the opinion? Yeah. You with that. Right. Right. But the bias, I don't, there is no true bias, right? Sure. Are there the oddballs? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's the guys 
that, you know, just like police officers, some police officers that have some triggering things that they probably shouldn't work in certain environments, right? Everybody, we're all human. But with that said, we're now getting it to where I'm not being biased if I pick all the comps inside of the competing marketplace and the competing marketplace is an inferior neighborhood to the one next to it. So yeah. now you're telling me before I couldn't cherry pick, but now you want me to cherry pick and skip over what's here to go over there. It's just, you know, I think it's that's the, why it's, we're... It's the argument that people are going to use from using software versus humans. That's why well, I asked the question just from a, I'm not, by the way, agreeing with it. I'm just. Well, let's zoom out. Let's, let's zoom out. Right. We will zoom out even more. Follow the money. Right. We were in Nashville at investors conference, what, three, four, five years ago. There was a lot of money in the room wanting to figure out where to put it. If you think about the appraisal industry, it's a $9 billion a year industry on top of that going to 12 billion. Okay. Who wants a piece of that? So if we push this, media spin on bias and i'm not saying it doesn't happen but all the cases that i've seen it's just a crappy appraiser or the appraisals were a year and a half apart there's just a lot of holes sure for sure I'm not saying yeah. it doesn't happen you know yeah. i don't want to yeah. get canceled because i'm not it does happen <laughs> yeah. but we also have to look at if i spin this and spin this and spin this think about how much money and speed look at who wants to take the money you got nine billion dollar industry who wants a piece of that yeah, so i push everybody. everything to avms and i push this agenda where do you think we're going Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's, you know, I, I don't disagree with technology. I've been pushing it for 15 years, mm -hmm. but it has its place. Yeah. You can't look technology, the pace of change in and around technology for both of our industries, uh, for anything that touches residential real estate has gone from a snail's pace to a rocket ship, right? Like mm -hmm. more and more technology is coming into our space more and more quickly. You either get comfortable with that or get comfortable with new scripts and dialogues like would you like fries with that right like th <laughs> those are basically your choices because right. it, the technology here, wave is here yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, you know it's i mean you think about the nokia right concept right that we did everything right you didn't adapt yeah yeah <laughs> adapt or die yeah. i used to i used to say that in my speeches 15 years ago and we're here now you know it is moving at a rapid pace what do you think um what's your take on fannie mae and appraisers and sort of the direction they're going with this it's all tied in, right? And that's what a lot of appraisers don't realize. And, and I'll actually tie it into the audience, which is your real estate agents. Well, just in case people don't know what exactly, like, what's Sorry, happening. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Explain. Like, what's right. the so what's yeah. happening is we have all this litigation coming down. We mm -hmm. have a bunch of repurchases, you know, coming up, coming out. So Fannie Mae is putting pressure on appraisers. So now it's no more, you know, again, going back to facts over feelings on both sides of the industry. It's no more about your experience. I don't care how long you've been doing it. I don't care about this. Show me. It's almost like Common Core that annoyed us for so long. Show me your work. <laughs> <laughs> and a preacher stuck on this is a summary report where I can keep all of my supporting data in a file. Well, now Fannie Mae is calling them on the carpet and say, hey, show me how you got to this conclusion because we have the bias issue, because we have all these other things, right? Show me how you did it. And what's going to happen here is that's going to press on the appraisers. Again, my industry, phenomenal minds. And then there's some guys that should go back to color coordinating the salad bar and Chuck E. Cheese, okay? <laughs> The guys that do not support use big words. Is that, like is that a real job? Is that a real job? <laughs> I mean, we can go find out because those people who aren't adapting to technology will I hadn't all be even there. thought of Chuck E. Cheese in a long time until you just said that. <laughs> Your so. daughter's two, right? Stay tuned. It's coming. Yeah, yeah, it is. It yeah. is coming at you like Seriously. a freight train. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what's happening is it's going to press down for appraisers. So skipping over a comp that was right there. We have to explain the heck out of it. We have to show support. That's why I've been on this mission to say, you know what? If I teach the appraisers and I teach the loan officers and agents, the conversation changes. But if I teach a real estate agent to show how, why the pricing of this neighborhood is different, that they can, in a format that an appraiser can use, now they can give that to the appraiser and say, hey, here's the data that supports 
a 12% change between these two neighborhoods. It's really, it's really a trickle down from the tight monetary market, right? So you've mm-hmm. had banks getting more buybacks and because banks are getting stuck with more buybacks, they're trying right. to find who to blame. Right. And mm-hmm. one of the people on the list of who to blame is the appraiser. And so they're going to dig in and try to uh, see if there were any errors, flaws and Monday morning quarterback the yep. mess out of that appraisal report because financial markets have gotten so tight because of interest rates are where they are. Uh, things are getting stuck on credit lines, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. the, the financial institutions are feeling the pinch. And so they're looking for scapegoats and appraisers could be one of them. And so well, Fanny, so Fanny's dialing up the heat, right? Oh, I mean, beyond, beyond what actually appraisers, I've got to put a video out on this too, where, but for one of my guys in the East Coast, they said, you know, Fannie, or Fannie Mae is literally, they're not sending warning letters anymore. So HUD and Fannie used to send warning letters. What's a warning they're letter? Little, a warning letter is if, you know, if you have multiple files that they've seen some errors in and, and stuff like that, where they kind of kicked it out or got warned, they'll warn you, right? Now they're literally just overloading the state boards. So they're not even sending you a warning anymore. They're just sending it to the board for review and saying two words, check adjustments. So our boards now, like California State, they're like a year behind on investigations, every state. And that's what appraisers have to realize. We have to show our work. And the appraisers that can't show their work, they're going to be way more conservative. So that comes with the agents when they're pricing to be able to support what they know, not just tell me what you know. Yeah. Right? And that was a, that's what we're missing. Even on the appraisal side, it's like, hey, when I started teaching um, statistical buying behaviors a long time ago, it's like, I want to give the old guys, the veterans, the ability to prove what they know and the young guys, the ability to have the eyes of the old guys, right? And that's where, and I, that's not old guys, please cancel me. But it's just, <laughs> as real estate agents too, right? We need to know how to support our decisions. And I know you guys are on the art side of it, but you have to adapt to understanding pricing. Do you that, think, do you, this is like, you just got me kind of thinking about this. Do you think that some of this artificial intelligence is going to be used in, I'm going to reverse this, instead of it removing the appraiser, it's, helping you you know i mean i've I've been reading up on some of this really interesting you know technology where you know they're they're able to identify i'm simplifying here but granite countertops versus oh, marble yeah, and then adjust accordingly yes. right mm-hmm. um you can it looks out the window and can see if you've got a power line like i mean the amount of stuff that they're doing with yeah. this is this is this going to be used as an opportunity for appraisal software you to use to look at it and help dial in these valuations more on your side and then there's some process where you're, uh, you're involved to kind of finite, you know, finalize that valuation? Well, that's already happening in many ways, right? And so we're going to have a way to kind of try to get, we'll have appraisal waivers go up, right? And that is true. Some appraisers don't even understand that there are, there's already and has been for years technology, take a picture of a room and tell me everything about it. And now once I get those data points, I can run regression on those, right? Now, we will use it for one side's going to make money off it. Now, Alamo, which is the software I use, they, they got bought by CoreLogic. So CoreLogic is going to find a way to make money on both sides. Mm-hmm. So they are going to give us some of that data. They are going to you know, do things. So I think it, it helps. It, it's going to help and it's going to hurt again with, with all of us. I don't care what side of the industry you're on. If you don't build a brand, you're gone. Mm-hmm. Is the way I believe it. Yeah. Right? Bottom yeah. line. Yeah. So as an appraiser, if you don't step up and step into, into the light and be a top 3% or a 5%er, you're going to be gone. You know, the industry is going to dwindle down more. There's still a lot of business out there. Mm. Same thing for real estate agents right now. Who is making the most? Those who are not out on the lake all weekend. Those who are grinding nonstop. They're yeah. going through their, their brand awareness is everywhere. They're door knocking. They're flying the social media. They're doing everything they can do. And then other people look at them like, oh my gosh, you're so lucky. You have so many deals. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Luck is the residue of hard work, right? Exactly. I think that's a Ford quote. One more before we go to the normal final question. Uh, price, obviously, is a key component to a listing presentation for anyone in the real estate industry. Mm-hmm. And price is always important, but it's even more important in today's market with sellers uh, feeling all the feelings that they're feeling. As someone who's an appraiser who basically you spend every day evaluating, evaluating properties, putting a number on what a property is worth, what advice would you give to a real estate professional in, in and around the price conversation with their clients? Key number one, right? Time adjusting comps. Real estate agents don't know how to do this correctly. There's some appraisers that you know are still using an old way of doing it. What do I mean by that? When you're running your CMA, your CMA means absolutely nothing unless you adjust every comp to where it would sell for if it sold today, right? A simple way, and let's simplify it, right? Everybody doesn't like Zillow, but Zillow does have a lot of information. You said the Z word. Yeah, the Z Z word. word. Now, if you go to Zillow, you pull up a property, you can go to that trend line, you can move the cursor. And Mm -hmm. say it says the market was $1.3 million in January, right? But you have a comp that's sold in June. Mm -hmm. And now it's 1.5. You need to adjust your comp up that percentage to show what it would sell for today. Also knowing the list price to sales price ratio in your in your farm. I don't care about the city. I don't care about the county. I don't care about the town. In the neighborhood, what is the list price to sales price ratio? Add that because it's statistics. It's there. It's numbers. 90 people bought homes in the last quarter. What did most of them pay? They paid 7%. Great. Add 7% to those listings. That's where those listings should close at. And if you adjust those, now you are the smartest person at the listing presentation because mm-hmm. everybody else is given this other data, right? The same thing when we talk about pricing, but not only marketing time, really understanding that is key. And that's where we have these panic price drops. I've talked about this in every class where we put out these data cards and the data cards say, you know, this many pendings and this many listings and the median price is this. It's like, first of all, if you weren't real estate, did you even understand what that means? <laughs> right. Second of all, right. it's useless information. But when you look at the days on the market, when the market is going down, that is historic data going backwards. And that's why we, you know, you've been telling the customer, you know what, the, mar- the, the market's moving in nine days, nine days. But if you should study the listings, the listings are trending at 30. That's where you set expectations. Hmm. Right. So using that, using list price sales price ratio to adjust those CMAs, that changes everything. Right. And then also here, going back to what I said before about when I'm doing a console, Say that same, you're putting out a median price every day. We have that. You guys all put the cards out and say, cool, great. Median price is this. If I love that neighborhood, I already know that, right, Keith? Yeah. But how do I use that information? That's again saying, hey, you know what? The median price in January was 1.3. Today it's 1.5. That means this market's moving at 2.33%. That's what that means for you, Mr. You know, Mr. 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 Robinson, right? Yeah. Then tie that, give, give that median, but sell, tell them where it came from and what that means if they're in the mm-hmm. market to buy. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that. What's they need to be doing a lot more education around this, basically, like really yeah, learning. And, and, yeah, to separate yeah. yourself out, to really get finite into the data. I do want to ask one question before we wrap the, the show up, Keith, because Keith yeah, always ends with North, this. But I, yeah. I actually want to get, what is your take on the market? Like you're 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 looking at, the, I know you're more here in the Northern California market to some degree, but I know you also look at stuff nationally. Like mm-hmm. what's your, where, where do you think things are going from just where we're at today, interest rates, where they're at. What's your crystal ball? Just curious. I mean, my crystal ball is one, the worst is behind us already, right? So let's just get past that. So that's the one thing on my console calls. Hey, you know what? The bargaining time is over. Okay. And and we'll talk about Northern California, but this, you know, it's a trickle, you know, throughout the U S in most, in most parts, right? April of May of last year is where we peaked, right? 
Then we corrected. We didn't crash. We corrected <laughs> down to January, December, January. And then from January up, it's been the market's been moving up. And like I've said before, we're not going to have record appreciation in 2023. But I love that. And I said this in Houston with you guys. I said it in, in my classes early on in the year. It's we're not going to have record appreciation, but we're going to have some neighborhoods that are going to jump 100, 200, 300 thousand dollars. And the reason why is because it overcorrected the price trend, overcorrected and went below the value trend. And that's like holding a balloon underwater. That balloon's not going to go much higher than the water when it pops back up, but then it'll stabilize right there. And that's where we're at right now in most markets, where we saw this overnight shift, and then it's finding its place on the natural value trend. And you right? think but that's through the rest of this year or into 2024? Well, in our market, in, in most markets, there's no inventory. Right? Right. Everybody's locked in the two everywhere. Three yeah. moving. Yeah. So the lucky thing about our market is we're in a positive bubble, meaning we don't have any sales, so every sell pops higher. Mm -hmm. So I see it trending and you see interest rates affecting that. Oh, it already. I mean, yes. I mean, this last push when my conversations before that even shows up in the data, it's been eerie the last three weekends. This last push was, I think yeah. it really just pressed our, you know, our pain button. Even the guys that, you know, cause the guys in the market, they didn't care about the interest rate for the most part. They were able to buy, but I think that pressed it. But next year is everybody, cause we thought we were at the end. But I think we're getting closer to the end now. We've all been <laughs> We thought we were at the end, but it was like, nope. How many yeah, times have we had that conversation, oh, Keith? Okay, like, whoa. I think it's going to be the end of this quarter and then the next quarter. And then, oh, pal, screwed it up again. The next yeah, quarter. Yeah. A little so, more road well, left to drive. Yep. I mean, we, you know, we go into election year. We, got, we have all these other factors that I think will drop it. And I think that's the one thing that consumers, everybody needs to understand. Like when that interest rate does come down, and I forget the stat, but it was like for every 1%, it's three to 4 million buyers coming into the space. So, you know, we're trending are, up, but slow. Are you betting Powell's going to increase rates again, or he's going to hold in September? I mean, what do you think? I think I, well, you the asked me. for you. What, what I think is, <laughs> I think he's going to kick us in the mouth one more time just to make sure it's done because he can overcorrect and he won't get it wrong. I mean, he won't be, he won't be yelled at, right? Cause it's going to rubber band, pull back, go. If he doesn't do it right, then he gets judged. So I think he kicks us one more time just to make sure on that lagging data, <laughs> right? That the job was done. And then I, I believe we're in the clear. I hate the fact oh. you said that. Yeah, me too. But you're probably right. <laughs> All right, probably Keith. Right. All right, let's, uh, let's go out with our final question we ask everyone. If you were a real estate agent, what is the one thing you would do to, or add to your business today to make the biggest impact in your business? Hands down social media. Hmm. I don't care if I'm like your face on video. I don't care <laughs> how you feel about yourself. I'm still carrying baby weight for my son when he was when he was born. He's 15 years old. It doesn't matter. You shoot enough videos, you don't even care. You guys see my social media now. I'm waking up in the morning, drinking my coffee. End of the day, you have to push in the market. Right now, brand is everything. Your brand should be working for you 25 hours a day. You should have, you know, because like, oh, you know, that doesn't work. It's like, well, great. Well, tell me the ROI on a, a Coca-Cola sign on the side of a bus. Right. The bottom line is your brand should be circling your market. And here's the thing too, the key of even bigger than that, stop marketing to other real estate agents. Like your friends list is all real estate agents. If you want to know, <laughs> if you want to see, there's like, oh, it's all another house. Great. The other agent doesn't care. Like who cares? But if you really want to dig into your sphere, join the community church, do the soccer club, friend all the people at the Round Hill Country Club. If you have a restaurant that everybody goes to in town, Everybody who hashtags that, friend them. Like, get out of this bubble of your five high school friends and all the other real estate agents. It's not making you money and it's not converting. Yeah, it is a trust sale. And one way to, 
you can't get all the way to full trust, but you can at least be more trusted with social media, yeah. right? They see uh, well, you, they experience you. Well, uh, they get there's to facts know behind you. that. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's facts behind that. In the day when you put your brain on display, right, and you're educating the market, sure. Are we all insecure about that sometimes? Absolutely. But when you're doing that, the consumer gets to see that. They've already met you before you even sit down mm -hmm. with them. You go to knock on their door. They've seen you on social a hundred times. And nobody else, even if you're not, you don't feel like you're the smartest guy in the room. If nobody else is talking, you yeah. are. Mm -hmm. The highest quality <laughs> lead in residential real estate is a repeat client. Mm -hmm. Second highest quality is a referral from a repeat, from a previous client. And I got to think about this. I'm doing this without really sitting down and meditating on it. But I think probably the third highest quality lead would be a social media, you know, someone <laughs> sliding in following your DMs. you for six yeah. months and you didn't yeah. even know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, listen, right. yeah, it, it, it works and people don't want to do it and that's fine. But this is where we're at. Again, adapt or die. Do it all. Yeah. Do all old school marketing, new school marketing, but definitely get out there and push into the market. All right. Well, I love it. I think it's great. Anthony, thanks for being here. Uh, we yeah. genuinely appreciate the feedback. There'll be a link to his website in the in the show as well. If you guys want to go see some of his courses, which we'd highly recommend that you do because you can learn a lot about how to <laughs> price properties correctly. <laughs> um, yeah, and since, uh, uh, since you talked about social, what's the best way for them to follow you? It's at uh, Vin Diesel. Uh, in the hashtag, yeah. <laughs> at at Vin Diesel in the Rock had a baby. I was about it's to long, say when he's like, a, "Get your ass on social media." I'm like, "It's yeah. easy when you're Vin Diesel, okay, and you're good looking, and you can do that all the time." But for the rest of us, it takes a little bit of confidence. Um, yeah. Listen, pride will keep you broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, just man. get it done. Uh, but valued on it. You can find me on any platforms. The one that I that I'm that I'm super heavy in is Instagram. Valued audit, V A L U E D audit.com on Instagram. So awesome. that's where you can find me. Thanks, okay. brother. Awesome. Appreciate it, Anthony. We'll have Thanks, you back Andy. soon. All right. Bye. It's our job to say out loud what everybody's only thinking to themselves. It's your job to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode.